Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. In honor of Labor Day weekend, we have absolutely nothing related to working or labor. Instead, we have an episode of Red Rider called The Law Comes to Stovepipe. It first aired on January 12, 1943. Langendorf Bread, the fresh and tasty bread judged America's finest, presents the adventures of Red Rider. From out of the West comes America's famous fighting cowboy. The bill will be, uh, well, $20. Seems a little steep, but that's what it says here in the ordinance. Yeah, that's funny. My pocketbook seems to be missing. Oh, here, let me frisk you, Ryder. Well, you sure ain't got it now. I'm sorry, but the law says I'll have to keep you here all night. And just for poking that fellow Bowser in the beezer, too. Now, that's what I call carrying law and order a mite too far. But what I can't figure out is what happened to my pocketbook. Tonight's Red Rider adventure, called The Law Comes to Stovepipe, tells the exciting and amusing story of what happens in a small western town when the law swings into the saddle. But right now, we're going to join a football party that's just over. Well, Judy, you look pleased as pun. I am, Mother. Everybody had fun. The game was exciting, and the lunch you served was marvelous. Gee, I didn't know sandwiches could taste so good. Well, you can thank Langendorf Red for that. Langendorf bread makes everything taste extra good because it has lots of extra flavor and freshness. And it also has lots of extra friends since the party. Everyone said it really hit the spot. Langendorf bread always hits the spot. Served for snacks, sandwiches, and all meals. That's because Langendorf is a richer, finer bread, brimming with creamy, smooth goodness and oven-fresh flavor. Only top-quality ingredients, milk, fresh wheat shortening, sugar, are used in Langendorf bread. Every flavor-filled loaf is baked with moist heat to protect its freshness, make it stay fresh longer, and it's vitamin and mineral enriched. Tomorrow, get the bread judged America's finest, fresh and tasty Langendorf bread. the stovepipe. That is to say, the community now has a town marshal and a jail. To celebrate the momentous occasion, a carnival company has been invited to set up its tents in the main street. But the festive spirit which prevails through most of the town fails to reach into the dismal office of Obadiah Entwistle, the town money bags. Just a minute. can't stand listening to people enjoying themselves. I, I think it's sinful. Oh, please. Now, there ain't no use you're doing that, Mrs. Calvert. I extend your note for 30 days, and I don't intend to extend it another minute longer. Uh, look here, Mr. Antwistle. Antwistle, confound it. 
imbecile. Oh, Mrs. Calvert's a widow, and after it all, you It ain't no can... fault of mine that a horse kicked her husband in the head. She borrowed money on a place, and she ain't paid it back. And if it ain't forthcoming by tomorrow morning, I'm taking possession. And that's final. But she told you, you that she'd have the money for you in a day or two. She sold some property in the east, but the money's still in escrow. Now, it won't hurt you any to wait a couple of days for it. It ain't a question of being hurt, Ryder. Business is business, and I want what's coming to it. And I got a sneaking hunch you're gonna get it, too. Hey, shot. You hit red? Come to Mike, they have him trouble down at Carnival Ground. Yes, uh, the kind of trouble I know how to deal with. But when I come up against a sniveling old vulture who'd bust in two if you shook a finger at him, I feel as helpless as a kid in swaddling clothes. What? Hey, you just missed it, boss. Some of the boys caught one of them carnival grifters listening at customer's pocketbook and... What's the matter, boss? Your collar too tight? Mouser? Take this insolent, red-headed whippersnapper and throw him out of my office. Oh, the bodyguard, eh? Well, anybody who'd work for a penny-pinching old skinflint like you just isn't big enough to throw me out. I'll show you who ain't big enough. No, you're heavy enough here, but your weight isn't well distributed. You could stand a few more ounces under your hat. Now, ain't that there pitiful sight? It looked like a picture I once seen of a dead whale washed up on the beach. You ain't gonna get away with that! Help! Murder! Police! That means you're a cool control collar. I'll say, Captain. Let's take me out with you. All right, come on. Help! Help! Murder! It wouldn't have hurt that that old tightwad down to wait a couple of days. You just like to be a mean. Some people are like that. Yeah, there's some people who put the almighty dollar ahead of everything else. Ant whistles, one of them. Look at that writer. Really walking in the road ahead. Yeah, and from the way he's a dragging his heat, he must have come a long ways. Say, that's funny. When he turned around and saw us coming, he started to run. Let's catch up with him. Come on, boy. Come on, come on. Come on. Come on. I don't know whether you know it or not, but you're headed away from Stovepipe. There isn't another town in this direction for 70 or 80 miles, stranger. Uh, yeah, that's what I was hoping. Uh, I, uh, you see, I'm, I'm sort of traveling for me health. Uh, I, I was in Stovepipe, but it uh, got a little too hot for me. Well, out here in the West, we don't usually get nosy with strangers, but... You know, you remind me a lot of a fella that used to hang around Laredo. Now, now, if it's about that stick up in a pool hall, I don't know nothing about it. See, in, in fact, I didn't even know there was one, huh? Well, he, he, this here fellow was known as uh, Sticky Fingers McGlooch. Uh, he used to take ten types of folks on street corners. Hey. Hey, wait a minute. You... You ain't buckskin blanket. I sure am. Well, I'll be... Uh, well, how do you... Oh, boy, that's been 15 years ago. I'm glad to see you, man. Yeah, that's double for me. But what in thunder reason are you doing a hooking along or way out here? Well, well, it's, it's, it's a long story, Buckskin. I was um, I was taking ten types at the carnival scene and raking in plenty of the suckers, though, legitimately, too. But uh, I'm getting awful absent-minded lately. I, I, I was looking for me pocket knife to sharpen a pencil, and I... Uh, 
I must have got my hand in somebody else's pocket. Uh, well, I don't like to bust up this happy reunion, but Mrs. Calvert here has to get back to her ranch. Well, doggone it. In all the excitement, I forgot to introduce you to my friends, Sticky. Just hold up the formalities till we get to the ranch, will you, Buckskin? Hey, if you climb on behind me, mister, we'll give you a lift. Well, uh, you, uh... <clears throat> You uh, don't uh, have a step ladder, do you? Well, here, come on up. Give me your hand now. All right. I'll pull you up. Good. There you are. Easy, Thunder. Easy, boy. Now, uh, you hang on to me, Sticky. Get past it, Bill. Come on, that boy. Come on, Thunder. Hang on there. Hey, uh, can't we uh, get together on this thing? Uh, when I'm coming up, this blooming horse is going down. Awful nice of you to have me for supper with you, Miss Calvert. Why, you was more than welcome, Mr. McGlooch. You never finished telling us why you leave him carnival. Oh, it didn't, huh? Well, you uh, hear something about being absent-minded, you say. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting uh, terrible forgetful lately, and you... Hmm. Now, where did I get this watch and chain? Gee, that there's my water bear, Sticky. Well, it's sure is funny how it got in my possession. You're having company, Mrs. Calvert. There's some gent ambling up to your front door. You know him? Why, that's the new town marshal. What does he want, I wonder? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting uh, terrible thirsty all of a sudden. If you don't mind, I'll just go out to the kitchen and help myself to a dipper of water. Well, it's kind of funny where he got my watch. Come in. What are you fellas named Ryder? Yes, I am. Why? Well, I'm the law in these here parts, and I got a warrant for your arrest on a charge of assault and battery. You've got what? <laughs> ain't that ridiculous? Getting so a fella can't have a nice sociable fist fight without the law putting in. Well, who swore up that warrant? Ant's whistle? Yep. And stovepipe's got an ordinance that'll back him up in it, too. Well, I guess there isn't much I can do but go along with you then, Marshal. Well, since you're so nice and accommodating about it, I- I'll just book you and let you go out again on bail. Oh, thanks. Well, of course, you'll have to have the cash now. I ain't allowed to take no checks. And Buckskin, you and the little button wait for me here. I'll be back in a couple of hours at the outside. Oh, Red, I'm mighty sorry. The whole thing is my fault. Now, you forget it. That one sock I took at Aunt Whistle's bodyguard was worth it. Poor Red. I shouldn't have asked him to help me in the first place. Nah, don't you worry none about him, ma'am. He'll be back out in that who's gone and back here before you know it. Did, uh, did the guy with a cookie-cutter pin on his vest beat it? Uh, what a long pin. Where's Ryder? Jeepers, don't tell me the law came after him. Oh, dear. What's wrong with her? Oh, things are in a terrible mess around here, Sticky. Uh, Mrs. Calder's going to lose a little ranch here tomorrow morning, and she's pretty well busted up about it. Oh, gee. Why, on account of money? No, on account of no money. Hey, she's got a $1,200 note due tomorrow and, and nothing to pay it with. Now, that is, uh, she ain't got it here. Hey, she sold a lot or something in the East, but, but the money's still in escrow. Escrow, huh? Where's that? That's one break I missed. Well, escrow's a sort of a banking term, Sticky. It means you got the money, but you ain't. Trouble is old Aunt Whistle and the wait until her money get him here. Aunt Whistle? Who's that? Oh, he's a penny-pinching old skin fit who's a foreclosing on this here place. Well, now what she needs is some dough to tide her over till hers gets here from escrow. That's right. 
Well, uh, who is there around this neck of the wood who's uh, pretty well stocked up on uh, lettuce? Now, they don't raise no lettuce around here at all. Uh, I mean, uh, who's got enough dough to swing this deal? Providing, of course, they'd uh, let loose of it a little. Well, Aunt Whistle just about got it all, Sticky. Oh, but they know you're talking to him. We've tried that already. Well, there's an old saying that if at first you don't succeed, uh, don't get discouraged. Uh, what does this old money bags hang his hat, uh, I'd kind of like to try my luck. Well, I can point out his office to you, but I can tell you right now, it ain't no use. Well, what do you think of our new jail, Ryder? Uh, nice place. Well, now, let me see. The bail will be uh, $20. Huh? Seems a little steep, but that's what it says here in the ordinance. Well, that's funny. My pocketbook seems to be missing. I know it had had it here with me earlier. Paid for lunch at the hotel dining room. Well, here, let me frisk you, Anna. Well, you sure ain't got it now. Well, I, I'm sorry, but the law says I'll have to keep you here all night. And just for poking that fellow Bowser in the beezer, too. That's what I call carrying law and order a mite too far. What I can't figure out is... What happened to my pocketbook? When Red tries to persuade the town money bags to give Mrs. Calvert, her widow, an extension of time on her mortgage, the cowboy becomes involved in a brawl with the old skin flint's bodyguard and is arrested for assault and battery. Meanwhile... An old acquaintance of Buckskin, Sticky Fingers McGlooch, decides that he'll help the woman in her plight. Of the complications that follow, we'll learn in just a moment. But now, a note to early birds. You know that send-off to school in the morning sets the youngsters' pace for the whole day. And to make it good, children need a hearty breakfast with lots of flavor and vitality. And that means crisp, golden brown toast made from fresh and tasty Langendorf bread. It's a tempting, fragrant treat worth waking for. Lots of milk, fresh sweet shortening, sugar, and other top-quality ingredients make Langendorf bread flavor-rich. And for last, longer-lasting freshness, every appetizing loaf is baked with moist heat. And Langendorf is a bread with a bonus. It's chock-full of pep-building vitamins. And so tomorrow, try serving Langendorf bread toasted. And serve it always for every meal. Fresh and tasty Langendorf bread. Judged America's finest. Turn to our story of the West that lives forever, we find Buckskin, Little Beaver, and Sticky Fingers McGlooch in the office of Mr. Antwistle. It's night. I, uh, I think one more match will do it, Buckskin. I'm not sure, Red Ride, you're gonna like him, Miss. Oh, but we're just borrowing the dough. We're gonna put it back. Uh, there. That done it. We'll have to have one more match and see what we got in here. Look at them 
ship leaves. That no mint leaves. That be money. They're green, ain't they? Now, let me see. Uh, 1,200 simoleons is the amount we want. Plus uh, interest. And uh, that just about makes it. You worried about what Red Ryder are going to say about this? Well, he ain't going to like it, I'll tell you that. Oh, we ain't keeping it, though. We're just using it for a few hours, that's all. Can't you get that through your head? Well, when we're through with it, we'll put it back. Now, I'll uh, stuff this spantolix in my pocket, and we'll beat it out of here because... Well, that's funny. Now, where did I get that? Oh, what's the matter, Sticky? Is something wrong? Hey, uh, light another match, will you? Yeah. Hmm. Somebody's pocketbook. Now, where did that come from? Well, it looks like red. Where I got it, I'll just never know. I I'm just terrible forgetful, that's all. Well, come on. If we're going to save the old homestead, we'd better get on our horses. <laughs> and I do hate the thoughts of that. <laughs> Whistle and his bodyguard coming in there, buckboard sticky. Yeah, and it ain't yet the crack of dawn. He sure ain't wasting any time, is he? Well, let him come. We're ready for him. Whoa, Nelly! Whoa, whoa! Mr. Obadiah Antwistle, I assume's to presume. And who are you? McGlooch is the name. I represent the interests of Mrs. Calvert's late husband, who is now demised. Well, well, what of it? You have business with me, state it. I am what is known in financial circles as a picker-upper. I'm here to pick up that measly little note that you've been kicking up all the fuss about. You don't mean you're... you're gonna pay it. Certainly I'm gonna pay it. I think your attitude in this matter has not only been infinitesimal and picky-uni, but it's also been small, Mr. Antwistle. Uh, is that an insult to us? I'm not sure yet. Wait. If uh, you'll step into the barn for a minute, we'll conclude this little transaction. I uh, got the money in my pocket. And uh, why go in the barn? Uh, why not hand it over here? My dear Mr. Antwistle, I am a businessman. I'm used to transacting my transactions in an office. I ain't making no financial deals in no corral. See? Kindly come this way. Uh, uh, how about... Bowser. Sure, sure. Bring them along. There ain't nobody but cows in there. And they ain't the fussy kind. I ain't sure if I like that or not. See, I have to yell so loud. The party of the first part is in the house asleep. And I don't wish us to have a disturb, see? see I'll stay here and see that Mr. Antwistle's horse don't get lonesome, Sticky. And don't forget, Buckskin. Don't forget. Daylight, Ryder. According to the law, you spent the night in jail. Now you're free to go. Fine thing. Here I am, cooped up in the jug all night. My friends don't even come to see me. Of course, if you want to stay till seven, you got breakfast coming on the counter, you know. Uh, no, no, no thanks. Just the same. Oh, uh, I'm warning you, Marshal. If that bodyguard of Ant Whistles ever gets in my way again, I may turn out to be a permanent guest of yours. <laughs>
joke is, Bowser, that fellow McCoops give me two $50 bills too much. <laughs> You'd better learn to count. Hey, what in thunder? The wheel. The wheel's coming off. We're going to tip over. Hang on. Oh, oh, oh. You all right, Bowser? I lost my door teeth, boss. Oh, what made that blessed blasted wheel come off, I wonder? I don't know, boss. But here comes your friend, McGlooch. Why, he must have been right behind us all the time. Why, Mr. Hackwistle, you're going to get the seat of your pants dirty sitting there in that road. Did, did something happen? Yeah, yeah, the wheel come off the backboard, can't you see? Anybody get him hurt? Say, did you see anything of my store teeth? I still can't figure out what made that wheel come off. Say, you, you sure got yourself all dirty, Mr. Anvisel. Yeah, here, here, I'll help you up and brush you off. Uh, wait a brushing, I'll do the brushing. Uh, uh, let me help you up, Mr. Antwistle. Mm, thanks. We're right in buckskin. Yeah, it's looking black in a Does it happen to interest you that I've been locked up in the stovepipe jail since last night and all on account of that mangy varmint you're brushing off so carefully? Yeah? Well, you better stop that kind of talk. You slipped over a lucky punch before, but this time, I'm going to tie you in a little piece. If you had teeth, you'd bite me here. It's kind of getting monotonous, ain't it? You can marshal again. Had it again, eh? Whoa, 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 now. Hiya, Marshal. I was afraid something like this was going to happen. I again charge that man with assault and battery on the person of my bodyguard. And I demand that you do your duty. Well, I'm sorry, Ryder, but... Yeah, I know, I know. The law's no. come to stovepipe. All right, Marshal, let's go. But this time, some of my friends had better come and bail me out. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, did you drop this uh, pocketbook by any chance? Well, yes, I thought I'd lost it. Thanks. Where'd you find it, Sticky? Uh, I don't know. I'm just getting terrible forgetful lately. <laughs> there. Aunt Whistle's dough was back in his safe. Mrs. Calvert's notice paid off, and everybody's square with a board. Did you come on Aunt Whistle? Yeah. And he's getting us red-handed in his office. I'll be getting to town so quick. Who's here? Do you mind telling me what you three are doing in my office? Uh, uh, not, not at all. No, no, we're here because... And where did you get that watch you're, you're swinging around with a chain? Uh, uh, no use to talk, and I, I, I sure I'm getting forgetful. I asked you where you got my watch. Well, I, I, I wasn't sure it was yours, see? So I, I, I brung it over to find out, and that's what we're doing in your office. Well, give it here. You didn't happen to find my store teeth, did you? Uh, no, no, not that I recall. Uh, come on, Buckskin, I think we better be getting along. And, uh, good day again, Mr. Rantwistle. Uh, remember me to the missus. <laughs> quaint character, Bowser. Uh, very quaint. As soon as I put this 1200 in the safe, I will... My Bowser, it's gone. Not the money. Uh, the 1200 McGooch give me. I've been robbed. Plum and Abner, first broadcast in 1930, was the end result of casual routines developed and performed by Chester Locke and Morris Goff, based on the quirky characters and moral dialects of their small-town Arkansas roots. Plum and Abner were the hillbilly co-owners of the Jot'em Down store, 
This the source is no of a wild assortment of goods pervade to the residents of Pine the Ridge. The show centered around the comedy inherent in the interactions with the local characters and the propensity to fall to comedy. In the early days of the show, all of the characters were played by Locke and Goff. As the show grew in popularity, the show became more elaborate, adding sound effects and a theme song. The cast was increased by new characters played by well-known celebrities Although of the day, including Jaju Pitts and Andy Devine and Clifford Arquette. Lemon Abner remained on the air for over two decades, making it one of the most popular and long-lived shows of old-time radio. You know, its final bright broadcast was in May of 1953. Thanks for listening, and we'll you catch you next week. To get the extra energy they need at every meal, try including fresh, delicious Dr. Penland's Vitamin B1 wheat bread in your daily menus. Every tempting loaf of Dr. Penland's Vitamin B1 wheat bread is fortified with 750 units of Vitamin B1. Yes, 750 units of energizing, vitalizing B1 in every loaf. And you get a large serving of extra flavor, too, with Dr. Pendlin's vitamin B1 wheat bread. It has a distinctive wheaty, nut-like flavor that adds hearty enjoyment to every meal. For stepping up energy and pepping up appetites, try fresh, delicious Dr. Pendlin's vitamin B1 wheat bread. Ideal for reducing diets. As we get back to our adventure with America's famous fighting cowboy... We find that a mob of irate citizens, led by Obadiah Entwistle, have now rounded up Buckskin and McGlooch and are about to take the law into their own hands. You two thieving polecats, anything to say before we drive them horses out from Monday and leave you dangling from that limb? Only that you're, you're making a doggone serious mistake. There's law in this toll pipe now, and every one of you's gonna pay for the share. And that's the kind of thanks I get for bringing back your watch. Ah, uh, that up. Let's string them up, boys, and get it over with. The little engine's bringing us help. Here comes that redhead. Now, Marshal, boys. Stand your ground, Marshal. Stand your ground. Well, here's Mrs. Calvert, and she's got your money for you. Ant whistle. You just come in my telegraph. Money? Why, well, I... untie those men and be quick about it. Listen, you. You better than our business for the last time. Mister, I don't think you've got very good sense. I, I charge that man with assault and battery on the first of my bodyguard. Marshal, do your duty. Not this time, Obadiah. What you are going to do is in violation of City Ordinance 13. I'm arresting you for disturbing the peace, assault, kidnapping, and attempted homicide. And for them crimes, there ain't no bail. Well, thanks to you and your friends, Red, my troubles are all over. Yeah, and Aunt Russell is just the beginning. That there thieving old skin fence are getting just what he deserves. Well... I'm getting out of here. The wild and woolly west ain't no place for Sticky Fingers McGlooch. <laughs> well, if you want to ride with us as far as Devil's Hole, you can catch a train from there. <laughs> Listen, Rat, the only time I'm going to have anything more to do with horses is when they're pulling a hearse and I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so long, Sticky. It's my night to see you again. Yeah, the same here. I. Th- hey. That's a funny thing. How did these things get in me hip pocket? What things? Why, this sort of false teeth. Oh, my <laughs> 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 Good luck, Mr. Calvin. Good luck, Diggy. Get around now, sir.
so long to America's famous fighting cowboy and his two compadres for tonight. Red Rider is presented for your enjoyment by Langendorf Bread, the fresh and tasty bread judged America's finest. But Red, Buckskin, and Little Beaver will all be back again next Tuesday night at 7.30 in a new Western adventure story packed with action and suspense. For now, this is Owen James speaking for Langendorf Bread and saying good night until next Tuesday night at 7.30. <laughs> Red Rider was a popular long-running western comic strip created by Stephen Schlesinger and artist Fred Harmon, beginning in 1938. The strip lasted until 1964. Red Rider branched out from the comic strip to a long-running radio program and movies, television, and merchandising. Astride his mighty steed Thunder, Red, Red was a tough cowpoke who lived on the Painted Valley Ranch in the Blanco Basin of the San Juan Mountain Range with his aunt, the Duchess, and his juvenile sidekick, Little Beaver, who rode his horse Papoose when they took off to deal with the bad guys. Little Beaver spoke in the pidgin English now considered an offensive caricature. Other notable characters were ranch hand Buckskin Bloggett, Red's gal pal Beth, and bad guy Ace Hanlon. The radio series was produced by B Brad Brown with writer-director Paul Franklin and writer Albert Van Antwerp. Reed Hadley portrayed Red Rider from 1942 to 1944, followed by Carlton Cadell in 1945 and Brooke Temple from 1946 to 1951. Numer numerous actors played Little Beaver. One of the most notable was Robert Blake. Then, then they had Tommy Cook alternating with Frank Bressy from 1942 to 1946, Henry Blair from 1947 to 40, from 1944 to 1947, Johnny McGovern from 47 to 50, and Sammy Og from 1950 to 1951. Announcers on the show included Ben Alexander and Art Gilmore. Although billed as America's famous fighting cowboy, Red Rider was notable because he usually did not kill his enemy, but enemies, but instead aimed for the hand to disarm them. Such sound effects were handled by James Dick, Monty Fraser, and Bob Turnbull. At the peak of his popularity, Red Rider appeared in more than 35 movies and serials. Red was king of the commercial tie-ins and licensed products, including an entire section in J.C. Penney. Even today, Daisy still makes the Daisy Red Rider BB gun, which remains the longest continuous license in the history of the global licensing industry. It was also made famous in the, in the movie The Christmas Story. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>